Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Welcome back. Today I am with Steve and Linda Martinez Brenner, the dynamic duo from Rome that many people have have met over time. They are the owners of the Beehive, a hostel, and more than a hostel, it's like a creative space that I think over the past 20 years that it's been in existence, people have come to love and cherish. We're not really here to talk about the Beehive. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here to talk about it. Steve either. We're we're here to talk about my stomach. <laughs> We're here to talk about bagels. <laughs> um, I'm really happy to have you guys here today. I've, I've known you guys for, I was gonna say 20 years, but that's a lie because you guys have been here for 20 years I, or more, a little bit, maybe 1999, so 22 years? Yeah, yeah, we've been here since 99. So 99, so yeah. yeah well, we've known, it'll be we've known you since like, I think 2006, 2005? Yeah. Like no, before that, before because then? I no. think Paloma was, was she a baby? No, it wasn't Paloma. It was brand new Viola. Oh, Viola it was, was like, a baby. Okay. It was like, take the sticker off. And then was born when, like 2007, 2008? 2008, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it must have been like 2006 or something. Yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, it was like brand spanking new Paloma. I, I mean, Viola. I which baby it was. <laughs> I knew there was a baby in there. <laughs> I just couldn't remember which one. So okay. I'd love for you guys, if you guys want, just give a recap before we get to my stomach um, about you guys in Rome and what you're doing here. Go for it. In under 30 seconds, do it quick. Oh, good Lord. Um, like how we came here or? Oh, you guys came here and what, and you guys spawned the beehive. Yeah, so we came here in 1999. I, I lived here uh, on and off in the mid 90s by myself, uh, just kind of getting stuck here and, um, and then falling for it. And then went to LA where Linda was living and then we decided to move back here together. So in 99, we, we came yeah. here, we got married. We got married in 98, moved here in 99, specifically to open up the Beehive. Yes. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. By the way, I, did, I, did, I probably said this to you repeatedly, but I forget myself all the time, that I think it was not until this year that I got like the Beehive, like the Beehive. Meaning? <laughs> like the Bee for Brenner. Is that oh. completely oh. incorrect? No that there's no connection. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God, I, had, I really, honestly, I I, pat, I was like patting myself on the back for days that I got that. Yeah, like no. the, well, I mean, we didn't invent the word beehive, so it's not like. We no, but I thought it was like it I thought it was like a little pun, like. No, oh, no, 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 totally no. unintended. That's and also because yeah. you, you started having kids, like you're high. Yeah, that would have been good, but yeah. no, it, we didn't. No, that never even crossed our minds. No. Hey, Linda, would you describe the beehive, um, so people can understand what what kind of place we're in? So. Uh, well, right now it's not quite, <laughs> it's kind of a ghost of its former self right now, but um, a shadow of its former self right now. But normally there's people, there's, uh, there's a lot of life here. Um, we have guests from all over the world, all different ages, um, all kinds of backgrounds. And we have a lot of people from Rome who come here also uh, for different events that we do and who and hold for food stuff and like for food stuff yeah and for different um just different events that we host or that they host themselves and that we provide a space for so that's the way it normally is uh but not right now 
Well, right now we're, you know, we're, we're still in the pandemic that everybody else is in. And one of the things that has made my pandemic experience a lot better um, is something that you guys have done, which is Beehive Bagels. And I think people are going to be like, that's a left turn. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't expecting that. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go back again till 2005 when I met Steve and Linda. We were hanging out. Um, your girls started hanging out with Amelia. And at some point, we discovered that Steve makes tortillas. And that was great. And then you said, I want to make bagels. I think I'm going to try to make some bagels. And I was like, oh my god. That's such a brilliant idea. And then I, I you know, immediately was like, we're gonna be at your doorstep every week, like getting hot off the press bagels, and it never happened. And I'd like, just let it go, because I was like, I can go back to the US anytime and have a bagel. Flash forward to October. Have you ever jumped on a plane and gone back to the US just to get a bagel? You know, <laughs> I wish I could say I did, but, okay. but I have had friends that have come to visit me that have, have, brought, have brought like a bag of everything bagels, yeah. which as I told you last time, I was like, that's no bagel for me. <laughs> well, we've driven from France to Italy for pizza. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that makes sense. <laughs> Through the, the Chamonix Tunnel. Yeah, yeah. The Mont the not the Chamonix, the Mont, the Blanc, Mont Blanc Tunnel. tunnel. See so that that okay, but that's like that's like us going. We go to Naples for a pizza. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not <laughs> I gonna like I, I'd rather I won't I like I don't mind Roman pizza, but I will go to Naples if I really want a pizza. Yeah. I'll be like, we're going to Naples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so flash forward to October, and the next thing I know. I'm going through the beehive feed and I see bagels and I was like, what? So let's talk a little bit about this bagel adventure. Okay. Well, I don't remember when I first made them, do you? Like, 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 like when you, I mean, cause he's, he's started getting very much into bread. I mean, pre pandemic even, um, he got very, he's always been the cook of the family. He's always cooking. He was always cooking here at the beehive, always baking. And so, so I made, I'm sure I was making bread. So he, you were making Yeah, you, you were making bread. Yes, he was making bread and bagels here for our guests. So it was something that he started doing. And I know a lot of it was always like to try and make stuff and learn how to make stuff that we couldn't get here. So like hence tortillas and stuff like that. So, but I don't remember what, if I was making bagels like on Via Postumia or not. I don't Maybe recall. I, I don't recall. But, but um, I mean, I know that I never was privy to them. Yeah. But did I make <laughs> I them in Bali? Because I remember we we had them when we would travel. Like we would bring because that was how Julie and I got our whole high altitude bagel thing. That yeah. We, uh, a sort of inside bagel joke between <laughs> my oldest daughter. But I don't remember. Could we buy them in, in Bali, or did I make them no, there? No, I think you could buy them there. Okay, maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, I don't, anyway. I don't. So I don't remember how it's how the story starts. But anyway, I started making bagels and um, on really small scale. Like, and then we would keep them. Here uh, for guests, like we had them on, on our on our menu here at the hostel and um, for breakfast, and they, they never really sold that well. Like people liked them, but they they weren't a big seller. And I think it's because people who were traveling, you know, maybe weren't that you know had having had bagel. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like bagel abstinence, you know, for too long. So like penchant for bagels. Yeah, yeah. like maybe maybe they hadn't been away from them for long enough to make it really worth worth their while. Um, yeah, but we, we around October, we were sitting here doing absolutely nothing. and um, Yeah, because at that point, the second wave had started. Yeah, and second all the wave had. On all the restrictions. What's going on there? And, um, and all the restrictions started happening. But we were still here because there were some, there were some people who were kind of stuck and traveling and, 
and they would they wouldn't make reservations. They would just buzz at the last minute and see if we had rooms. And so we couldn't really be away at home in Orvieto, which is like an hour and a half away, in case somebody wanted to stay. So we would find ourselves here with no arrivals, like no scheduled arrivals, no departures, and just nothing to do. And we're staying in a room, so you know, we're which is essentially just the bed, you know. So just kind of lying <laughs> there, staring at the ceiling, doing nothing. I know. So and then, uh, then I was this one day. I was like, "Look, uh, do you mind if I post?" He had just made some bagels at home that that the the weekend before, I think. And I was like, "Look, do you mind if I just? Would you mind if I posted saying that you would make bagels?" For anybody who but it wasn't just bagels, them. it was bread, it was crackers, yeah, it was yeah, tortillas, it was, it was kind of, kind of a bunch of stuff that I make. And she was like, look, you're here, we have the kitchen, you know, would you mind making stuff for people if they want it? And, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever, from under the covers, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> doing nothing. Like, yeah. It was like, whatever you want to do. So and I did, uh, I posted yeah. it, uh, I posted it on Instagram and Facebook, and it just, boom, like we yeah, got... We got tons of orders. Okay, she so made a cute little menu at first that had, you know, all the pr like the price list and what we made. And I was and WhatsApping the people and, and things like that. Yeah, no, at first yeah. it was just all done by WhatsApp and, uh, and Instagram. And then he built oh, this right. website real quick. Yeah. As Boom. one does, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but I'm just curious. What, so this is October 28th, I think you were telling me? Yeah, that's yeah. when I posted yeah, it, October. I think. Yeah. And, and it was how bagels were there? Was it just Blaine bagels? No, we, we, had, we had sesame, we had poppy. Uh, and and plain. plain. And then I think someone wanted like a mix of poppy. No, Marsha, Marsha de Salvatore, she wanted, uh, she said, you guys should have an everything bagel. And I think Alyssa and too we were like, was like, you need to do yes, everything bagels. Yes, and Alyssa too. And so, so she, like, they right, were whatever. like, hey, you should have everything bagel. And we're like, okay, we'll have an everything bagel. But I don't remember who wanted cinnamon raisin, but I was like, yeah, I can throw cinnamon yeah, and I don't raisins remember in there who too. Wanted that and, one, uh, but and then, and then what did it expand to? And then the onion was the hardest. That was one that we were talking about. The onion took a while to yeah. get it together. Yeah, and then Pumpernickel's right. the latest, and that was yeah. another uh, thing that he had to experiment with a little bit yeah. until he could get it right. No, okay. The first ones were essentially just like plain and, plain the, and poppy and sesame. The, like the traditional or the, the, the triumvirate basic. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, hey, some friends knew about it. The next thing you know, you were telling me, I think, that, Linda, that it went from like, yeah, friends ordering bagels to a thousand a week. No, a thousand in a few weeks. A thousand. Yeah, we in hit a few the weeks. first thousand probably about a, a three weeks in, and then it, and then the second thousand was was even less. Yeah. And now it's about a thousand a week. Now, now it's about now, now we do about, about a thousand, thousand bagels a week. More. Yeah. And now it's no longer hey, we're just gonna be in the beehive kitchen making some fun bagels. <laughs> Maybe we'll try to make a cinnamon raisin. No, no it was no. it was actually really ridiculous. So we went. You know, I would be sitting there making stuff in the kitchen and trying to do a million things at once because I'd be making crackers and sourdough bread and tortillas and, and just pickles, trying to and pickles, pickles yeah, and trying to just organize you know. everything. Oh, I know about that. And them. the hummus <laughs> and everything, just trying to organize everything. And it would be like every couple hours, okay, can you do another one for tomorrow? Can you do another one? And I would think, okay, yeah, so long as I can run out to the store or so long as I can, you know, maybe I can do it for the next day, you know, depending on the, on the, on the times. But really just saying yes to everything. Uh, and then finding myself <laughs> buying every almost every couple days buying a bigger container to mix an amount of dough in that was just getting like obscenely large you know doing like 10 kilos of dough by hand in a tub like a like a, an ikea those big plastic tubs that you buy when you're when you do your like right know? um kind of working up to those and mixing them in there uh buying i bought the first pack of like professional 25 kilos of uh, flour 
uh, for the first time, like within a few days, I was like, why am I buying, you know, like little You're buying like the little kilo packs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and going like multiple times to the store to buy all the stuff that I needed. And I was like, yeah, th this isn't going to work. So, I mean, we, so we, we, we found somebody to buy, uh, to buy flour and they delivered it right away. And then, you know, one pack went to like, okay, next time can you bring me five? Uh, and just the downstairs, the kitchen area of the, of the beehive just started getting converted within about a week, just had all these supplies and materials and just filling up all over the place. At first it was all done in our oven here. And then we would do, we would go home on the weekends and we would do them on the weekends as well. And we would, we would bake on Monday morning and I would bring down a few dozen uh, to sell here. We would bake them there and then drive down and sell them here. Um, but it was just every day, you know, hours of, of uh, you know, the second I would finish, we would just start again, you know, for the next days. And we just kept saying, you know, yes to every, not wanting to turn people away. But we had about a week delay. You know, we were full for about a week where people had to wait. Um, I, was, I was one of those people who yeah, had to for wait. For first <laughs> orders at the beginning. And we, we really didn't want people to have to wait longer than that. So we were trying to scale up and we were, we were trying to buy... You know, one of the problems was refrigeration space um, and a way to uh, to keep all the bagels, you know, in racks in the fridge. And so I didn't have anything to, to store them on. So we were trying to find, um, like, here they sell for pizzeria. They sell, like, the cassette, these, like, plastic, uh, like, stackable, uh, oh, yeah. like, containers. But they're too big for a regular fridge. And the ones that are small enough that would fit in there aren't big enough to hold enough bagels, so it doesn't really utilize the space very well. So, you know, a lot of it was just figuring out, like, how can I get, you know, 60 bagels in, you know, distributed between two or three fridges that we have fridge space here. So a lot of it was just all this, you know, really kind of tedious logistical problems of how to make <laughs> this this many. Um, and then I, I went to uh, our friend down the street, who's now our partner, Emanuele, and uh, he, he and I have nerded out about pizza a lot. And, and he's also on the way from here to the store. So every time I would walk back and forth with my little carrello of getting, you know, buying different supplies and stuff, we would pass by there. And I would pass by there and I would chat with him. And, uh, and so at some point I was asking him, we had friends who, who, were, who were saying they wanted to give us money to invest and, and buy commercial equipment. And, uh, and I have no idea what commercial equipment to get. So I asked him, you know, what kind of mixer would I get for something like this? Like, can you show me like how much dough can your mixer do? And he was kind of showing me some of his equipment in his oven and how much it might cost. You know, we're talking, you know, pizza oven like his was like because he's like a, he's a he's a pizza Italia guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is means pizza by the slice. So yeah, it's not yeah. we're not like talking pies. We're talking yeah. well. I mean, we're talking. What do you call it? Like big teddy, like big teddy, pans. Yeah, the teddy, you know, yeah. Like huge pans of pizza. Um, yeah. So I I asked him uh, for advice first, just about the equipment, and then I didn't want to. I didn't want to consider buying something without using it. So I was like, do you think I could do some dough in your, in your, in your thing one time? Which was kind of a weird request. I don't know him that well. I didn't at the time. So I was just kind of like, you know, maybe I could give you some money to like rent your, your mixer or something. And he was like, yeah, whatever, just come and, and do it. And, uh, By the way, had MML even know what a bagel was? No, 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 no. <laughs> he had no idea. He never had one before. And, uh, and so I brought him one one time. So the first one he, one he had was a, was a plain bagel that I'd made here at the Beehive. I, uh, I toasted it, I, I slathered it in butter, like a ton of butter, like good salty butter. I wrapped it in, in the kind of carta forno, like the, the oven paper, and then cut it in half, and then wrapped that in, uh, in foil so it would stay warm. So it was just like if you went and got it from Proper. like a Manhattan bagel, bagel shop. And then stuck it in a little, in a little you know, paper bag and brought it to him, and he, he and this employee, Greta, who works there, 
they split it in half. And he was just like, <laughs> that's really good. And then by the next time I'd gone to talk to him, he, he had been looking on his phone. Like, he'd Googled bagels. Because he didn't really know, like, what are, we what are we shooting for? Like, what's the quintessential bagel? Does it need to be bigger than this? Does it need to be darker? Does it need to be, you know, ah. like, what exactly are you looking for in it? Because you can see pictures, but you can't get, like, is it soft? Is it, you know, right. what's it supposed to be like, you know? Yeah, but anyway, we going back to the to the production thing. We we I started using his uh, his mixer, and then he started doing it for me. Where I would bring either I would bring it or I would give him the no. I think I would bring it, and then he would mix it for me in the afternoon. And I would bring this big tub, and then he would give me the dough, and I would bring the dough back here so that I could form them and bake them and everything. Oh, and that <laughs> uh, that enabled me to go to about seven dozen. So that was like eighty ninety. Uh, but it would take me hours in my in my oven here. So then I asked him if we could use his oven, and uh, <laughs> and that I would pay him or something. And he was like, "Okay, let's try it on a weekend when he doesn't have to open the pizzeria." So we did. We took a shit ton of orders without even knowing how they were going to turn out. Like we did. <laughs> I don't know. We had like gamble. twelve, and Linda, you know, constantly asking me like, "Can we go to twelve? Can we go to thirteen? Can we go to 14? And I was just going like. Sure, I guess. You know, for the 14 dozen. Just kept saying yes and uh, not having any idea with, he, we had the space problem at his place as well, not knowing how to store all this stuff. Uh, anyway, in his, we can do uh, what? Uh, 30, 60, 60 bagels every 20 minutes. So, because he has a two rack oven and we can fit two pans of 15. So we do 60 at a time. Whereas here in my oven, I can do like 12 at a time. <laughs> so it saved, uh, it saved a lot of time. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we went super quick. From from being like a dozen home baker to being a commercial baker, uh, in about I don't know in two weeks I think I, I think I had to learn how to be a, how to think like a commercial baker and do it you know now we do like two sixty is two hundred fifty is kind of our normal a normal morning two hundred fifty bagels yeah yeah and how many days a week are you doing it uh, we do Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and sometimes Friday okay uh, depending on if we have orders and stuff. So that, that's that's a, another another thing I find I find amazing is because yes I know there is a community of expats who all very well know what a bagel is and and like myself like I remember when when I saw the post I freaked out I was like Darius we're getting the bagels we got our bagels I called Linda I think I I probably left like oh we also got the pickles I left like a pickle message I was super excited because bagels and pickle like the the deli pickles are not quite a culture here. There's a different kind of like soto aceto pickle that's yeah. popular. But when you like a good crunchy deli pickle, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't happen here. Yeah. Um, bagels for sure, like it's, it's, not, it's not part of the culture. And so I called Linda, I was so excited. <laughs> and then I was teasing you because you were like, you have no idea how much work Steve is doing for this. <laughs> so I started going, it's time to make the bagels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told that same, I tried to explain that commercial to Emanuele also, the, the old Dunkin' Donuts commercials. I tried to explain it to him, and uh, it just didn't make any sense. Did you show him the YouTube? I don't, can't remember if I've shown him like or them. not. They yeah, have, that's, them all on do you YouTube. remember I was looking it up? I was yeah. trying to find like the perfect one to show him. You because know. you're getting up at like five in the morning to do this, or? Yeah, we usually, I mean, this is good because it's right down the street, and then we have a, a, a room. He lives far away, so so he keeps a room here in case uh, he runs late and wants to sleep like here. Like bagel he emergencies? Can. What's that? For bagel emergencies. Yeah, exactly. For bagel emergencies, he has a room. And uh, and I have the keys, so, you know, sometimes if I'm up, I'll, I'll just go start early. But usually like 5.36, depending on how much we have to do. Um, but, you know, I'm not a late sleeper anyway, so it's not... Um, I'm, like right now, I'm perpetually tired. I nap ev almost every day because <laughs> I'm just exhausted. But... Um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like 5.30 in the morning. But it's two blocks away, so I wake up literally five minutes before before I, I, ro I roll out of bed and I put on my mechanics jumpsuit, which is what I bake in, which he makes fun of me for. And then I go... Do the bagel bros have, like, a matching outfit? Th that was... We, we're working on that. They're we're working, working on, on that. It. And it was his idea, too, which was so, which was so cute. He's like, hey... Hey Steve, uh, what do you think we, we make some fenpe that have like you know a bagel roll or something? <laughs> that is so cute. I was thinking coveralls, but I think fenpe is good. That's that's. I good. think yeah. <laughs> I think I'm into the one the one zip you know tuta. Oh, but, like the full uh, tuta. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm into. Yeah. But he gets made fun of for that. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. I just I just love it how you were like he had never taken a bite. <laughs> and yeah, now yeah. He, now he's now he takes it. And now now he actually eats more bagels than he does pizza. Yeah, he was telling me the other day that he actually eats more bagels now than he does pizza. I think that's... He'll have he'll have one or two for breakfast. And uh, he's 28, you know, so he can do that. And <laughs> he'll have, like, two for breakfast. but And filled with stuff, too. You know, like olives and, and rigetta and, you know, salmone and all kinds of Philadelphia. He'll, like, stack them full, have okay. two of them for breakfast, and then also have some, like, later on. So along along those lines of bagels and, and what he's filling them with, like, are, are you guys traditionalists? Like, are there things you eat with bagel? Are there bagels that you make and bagels that you absolutely won't make? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Somebody I mean, told us to do blueberry. And I, like, or cranberry. Cranberry, yeah. And we were like, this. no. That's never going to happen. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that's a muffin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's never going to happen. So, so no, that, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, what about you? Considering you're not really from a bagel, you know, a bagel family, like what no. do you? W w w w Puerto Ricans don't make bagels. Yeah, you're bagel. I didn't pork. have a bagel until yeah. You're pork. Bagel. Weren't you like an adult when you had a bagel? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was in my twenties yeah. when I had a bagel for the first time. Yeah, no. So I that, that wasn't part of our culture, you know, bagels. Mm -hmm. But she's yeah. into she's into a cream cheese. I do like. She makes all the. I, she does I all make the schmears. Yeah. Oh, so what are the schmears yeah, you making? Which was that was thanks to Gloria, uh, a friend of ours who, whose parents used to have a bakery in uh, was it Long Island? I think Long Island, yeah. And uh, and she's like, you have to have schmears, and I was like, schmears, and and so she explained, you know, what they were, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So, thanks to Gloria, we started making schmears, and so that was. Uh, so, but I'm the one who deals with that because he doesn't. He doesn't go anywhere near cream cheese. I don't. I have a thing about yeah. cream cheese. I don't like. Cream. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like it at all. So I make. I make those. Well, but he does. He makes everything else. The, what you smelled when you came in was the roasted garlic. That's the oh, roasted for the garlic, garlic schmear? that I make for the schmears. Yeah, because ah. we have a roasted garlic, a sun-dried, and a scallion schmear. I'm gonna have to get that garlic schmear. That smelled so good when I was walking in. That yeah. smelled really, really, yeah, really so, good. Yeah. So I roast the garlic for it. And yeah. That's what it was. So one one of the things I, I thought was just like so charming and I, I loved was when we were talking about about bagels and, and you know, I was I was like, So do Italians really get into this? And you were saying that you wanted to make bagels a cultural bridge. And I just loved that. Like you, you we were we were talking about how like I think it was initially a, Last week, Steve Lind and I were talking about lenders bagels and how he brought bagels to the US and you guys are like doing that here. You're like the opposite of lenders. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had we have a uh, well, we have a customer named named uh, Lillian who's Italian, but lived in the U.S. I think this is her story. I might, I might be I might uh, sorry Lillian if you ever hear this and, and I'm, getting, I'm getting your story wrong, but she lived in the U.S. loves bagels, buys our bagels, and then has like bagel parties and all Italians and they come and she totally sets the whole thing up with you know capers and, and here yeah yeah she just did it like this Sunday a and bagel party. Like, yeah, yeah, and did like a Sunday bagel party, and is so. I mean, there's there's Italians who are also 
exposing other Italians to it and who are, you know, happy to show, or Americans who are, you know, giving other Italians yeah. this kind of, not just the taste experience of a bagel, but like the whole sort of brunch, like cultural, know, whatever you want on it yeah. kind of a thing, which, which is cool. But I mean, the Italians that, I mean, we would love to, I mean, we want to, that's our goal. One of our goals is to make it more well-known here and for Italians to buy our bagels. Um, because, I mean, right now, the Italian clients we have, they're either... Um, like married. They're either married to an American or someone, you know, international who's had bagels, or they've lived outside of Italy and have had bagels before and then missed the eating them. Yeah. Or they've heard about bagels and they're curious and they want to and they want to try them, um, but we want to make it more widely known and yeah. uh, and so we've had different ideas for what we want to do and one of those you know is is bridging this this cultural uh, bridging the two cultures in this way through food, uh, which is always a really fun way to go about doing it, you know? Especially because there's so much that Italy has given Americans in terms of food culture and not that much that we can be that proud of that we've given in return, you know? <laughs> I mean, like fast food and stuff like that, but not much that's taken seriously. Not, not that it's not taken seriously, but that's not really revered. Like, it's kind of seen as like, you know, you know, I don't know, that, that we don't have anything good food-wise to give back, and that's not true, you know? And I think, I think the timing is right, because, you know, there was, like, that period of all the gourmet hamburger places. Yeah. Like, f finally, that was, like, the emblem of what American food was, was a burger, and then it became, I, I saw so many gourmet burgers popping yeah. up. Um, it, it's nice, I think, the, the bagel aspect to me, because, you know, it, it, as a kid, like, we'd get bagels on Sunday mornings, we'd, you know, y you have it with your family. It's a very, it's... It's a very loving concept. It's a homey thing, and I think that helped also because a lot of people, when we started doing this, were stuck at home, you know, and, and wanted something, you know, that reminded them of, of you know, like a comfort food and, and like a childhood comfort food. So, yeah, I think that helped a lot. And people not going to work, and their kids not going to school and having something at home that they could have for breakfast. I think that, I think that was definitely a, a contributing factor. We've had quite a few people gift bagels to someone. They're either from the US and they're gifting it to somebody that they know here who's going through a hard time or something or they gift them as a, as a birthday present or you know we've had a few people do things like that or this one woman who gifted them to her fiance who's here and she's not here she's far away um, so you know because you know they've gotten separated because of the pandemic and everything so we've had a few uh, stories like that you know and, and this story actually goes the because now we've been reading a lot about the history of bagels, which was something that I never knew before. But you know, <laughs> once you start doing something like this, people are sending you links and everything all the time. And in the 1600s, it was I guess considered a gift that you would give to pregnant women. Um, in Poland, in Krakow, there was some uh, written accounts from like 1610, where it was considered a, a gift to pregnant women, also because of the the, the circle, you know, uh, being like a symbol of you know life and longevity and things like that. So. So there is a history of it also being used as a gift, you know, for different reasons. Yeah, I think bagels are just awesome. Anyway, <laughs> in general, I'm learning more about them now, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just, uh, I mean, besides the fact that aesthetically they're just so cute, you know, looking, and then just yeah. they're delicious, and you know, there's yours just so are much. yours are particularly. Darius and I actually every now and then we're like, look at this picture. Yeah. Yours are particularly <laughs> pretty. They're particularly cute. Yeah. They have, a, they have a really, I mean, you guys, you guys get the shape. One of the things I think that, you know, 
I think we've become like super bagel, like hyper bagel critics because um, I have occasionally, I've experienced different bagels in Italy. Um, and you know, first it's like, I'm always like, <laughs> the bread sucks. <laughs> like, it's just like off the bat. Or I'll take a look at them from a distance and I'm like, it's schiacciato, it's flattened. Like yeah, that's yeah. not a bagel, yeah. unless it's a bagel chip, but it's not. Yeah. And you know, when the, you know, it was so funny because when yours arrived, we got the brown bag, Darius literally, he pulls it out, holds it up to the light, <laughs> and he was looking at its dimensional qualities first. <laughs> then we got onto the taste thing. As, yeah. you, as you know, we, we, got, we were so excited, and, and you guys really, in my opinion, I think you really hit the nail on the head for bagels. Oh, I mean, I'm not, really I'm not a bagel that. expert, yeah. but I'd like to think I am. I'm really glad to hear that. Yes. Yeah. The, the worst are the ones that are made in a machine that uh, you know, they're perfectly round. Like I see pictures of these all the time and they're just this perfect round glossy, you know, the hole in the center is like the exact distance away from the, like the inner circumference is exact, you know. Uh, it's like form, the, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, it's just way too perfect and way too, you know, machine made and, and yeah. So, so all the bagels, of all, of, all, of all this bagel making, none of this, like it's not like you took lessons, this is all done from taste memory? Uh, yeah, no, not, yeah, not really. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've never had a lesson or anything like that. I mean, I, I, I tend to get really obsessed when I'm into anything and, uh, and will spend hours and hours and hours like with, you know, 50 tabs open on my computer watching every video and reading everything. And then I, I take a lot of notes of things that I do myself and I take, a, I do a lot of experiments myself to understand, uh, how, I mean, there's only five ingredients in the bagel, so you know I'll do different experiments to see exactly how each ingredient changes the the outcome. Um, so a lot of it was just trying to figure out. And bagels are tricky, like you know when it comes to bread, between bread and pizza and bagels, like each one has different things that kind of make or break it. You know, um, you know, it, 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 do you ski? I just learned how. Okay. I mean, two years so ago. bread <laughs> is like skiing, right? Like you can jump on a pair of skis. And you can go down the hill and have a good time. Okay. You, you like technically you suck at it, but it, it's fun, right? And bread is kind of like that. Like you can make without following almost any recipe, you can make a loaf of bread and it'll be enjoyable. Okay. It'll be bread. It'll be a, a far cry from like a nice, beautiful loaf of you know artisanal bread, but it's bread and it's good. Um, Bagels are more like snowboarding. Like you're just on your ass the whole <laughs> first <laughs> few days, and what you're doing is not really snowboarding. You know, like it's it's just much harder to get all the like the shape and and everything. Actually, it's mostly the shape. The taste I don't think is all that difficult, but the shape is that it's it's really it's really tricky. And in fact, even you know we've made at this point you know a number of thousands of bagels, and uh, and they're so they're, if it's cold. If it's colder one day when we make the dough and it sits out for a half an hour more or the water temperature is two degrees different, the shape will be completely different the next day. You know, even though the, the recipe is exactly the same every day, all these little factors will change the, the consistency of the dough and then that changes the, the, the shape of it. Are both um, you and Emanuele making the shapes? Or yeah, yeah, we do them. Yeah, we both do them by hand. Yeah. So, so, so he, he's like kind of a natural than for someone who's never seen a bagel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're a well, natural. <laughs> well, again, it's, you know, he's always, I'm, I'm the one who's always obsessing over, you know, you know, I want it more like this, like this. And, and he's totally willing, you know, if I say bake them longer, make it darker, bake it less, keep it softer, you know, he's just like, whatever. Like, he's not going to, I mean, he has his opinion of what he likes, you know. Right. But he, under, he, belie he, he also admits that what he likes is what he likes, and that's not necessarily what people are looking for in a bagel. They happen to be about the same. They happen to be basically the same thing. Like, I don't think 
he would like it if he had free reign to make it a different way, uh, that he would make it in an unbagel way, if that makes any sense, you know? Because he appreciates that it's not like bread. It's not like this doughy, soft mm -hmm. bread, you know? Um, and that that's what's, you know, good about it. Um, but you still, you still experiment and things like that and like yeah and and initially with certain bagels like with the onion bagel for example that that took a little bit of work yeah, to, that get, took it, a while to, to get, get it right. to the mm -hmm. way that he wanted and that's where the weird memory thing that you were talking about came in because uh you know i i yeah I, it's not like it's not like i i have or thought i had these really strong memories like i would taste a bagel that i would make and think this is good or it's not good, or I would have my preference. Like, I like them quite, uh, I want to say well done, but I like them to, I don't like them to be too soft. I like them to be pretty crispy on the outside. Mm -hmm. Like a distinct difference between that, that thin outer crust and the inside. And I don't like them to be super big, like super high and big and doughy, like some people make them. Uh, I, I think they should be kind of compact and, and, and dense and, and a little bit, you know, have a little bit of a crunch to it, right? But that doesn't, I can't remember if that's the way anybody in particular makes them or if it's just the way I like them. So a lot of it was, you know, just making it to my own preference. And I know, I'm sure my own preference comes from, you know, growing up with them as well. It's not like I wanted something that was, you know, that was totally different. But when it came to the onion ones, I, I, I didn't realize that I, that, I, that I had these memories until I started making them because we were putting the onion on the outside, like a topping, like dried onion, and it would just burn, and, and it would smell terrible, and it would taste terrible. And, and I was looking at all these forums, like how do people make onion bagels? And everybody had these different opinions, and they were all kind of ridiculous. Like all, they were all things that I didn't really want to do. But they were either, we tried reconstituting them, like soaking the, the, the dried onions in water, and then trying to put them on, but then they uh. would just fall off because they were wet and they wouldn't stick. We tried spraying them, like we would put the dried onions on it as a topping, and then we would spray it right before it went in so it wouldn't be so dry. And that didn't work, they still burned. Like we were trying all this different stuff, and then I was like, you know, I, I feel like they need to be inside the bagel. And then I was Googling, like, does anybody make bagels with them in the actual dough? And, and there were people who would put in either cooked ones or I don't think, maybe there were even people who would put raw ones in, but I was like, that's not, that's not gonna work, that's not gonna happen. So we started to try it, putting them in the dough. And the first time I smelled it and saw it and tasted it, then it, then it brought back all these memories. Because then I could remember seeing them in my, in my house in the bag and trying to figure out which ones were the onion ones and having to look you know, really closely and, and kind of poke in it and see which ones were the onion ones. And the smell of it and the, and the taste of it, the second I ate it, then I was like, yeah, this is totally my, <laughs> my childhood. <laughs> it then totally it came back. It transported you back like, to your childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it brought back other memories. Like then I remembered, you know, like family bringing them in the suitcase, like, yeah. like friends bringing yours. And no, then I just remembered all this stuff because I never really, it was so, it's weird to think that something is so prevalent in your life that it's almost unimportant. It's almost like a fish doesn't know what water is, you know? It's kind of like that. Like mm -hmm. these are something that were just so much a part of my life that I've never given it any real thought, you know, about the fact of being Jewish, of growing up with bagels and this kind of food culture. Like, it's just not, not anything that I ever really considered, you know, because it was just so obvious, you know, it was always just there, you know. Well, I feel like, you know, it's funny because I remember, I, I can tell you, even every every single time the bagels come to our house, but it's it, just the first time, the, the feeling, like the excitement that my whole family had for your bagels, because <laughs> it was like, it was like someone came home from a long trip. You know what I mean? From like 
years of being away, like the bagels came home to us, yeah. which was such a great feeling. And it was so funny because if you think about it, like our kids are, are raised culturally Italian. Like yeah. they, they, they've experienced bagels going to the U.S. in the summertime. But really, honestly, you know, like I, I didn't think they had such a tie to bagels the way I did because yeah, I, yeah. I grew up going to the local deli every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And it, what like was it called? It was called Jaime's. Jaime's. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah, you can't, you can't. In Balakinwood, Pennsylvania. Yeah, 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 that's amazing. <laughs> I love le- hearing you just wax on about, <laughs> about bagels, and I, I had no idea that you've become yeah. this, like, bagel historian, too. Yeah, yeah, the, it's, it's been interesting reading about stuff like I was telling you about lenders, because I asked my family, I think this was the conversation that we had, because I, 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 and I'm not in touch with any, I don't even really have very many, very much family, but I have a couple of cousins, and I have an aunt who just turned 85 today, actually, it was her birthday, happy birthday, and um, I, so I sent them messages, I haven't talked to them in years, and I told them what I was doing, and, and asked them if they had any, you know, if they remembered buying bagels and, sh- and taking them in their suitcases with them. And um, and so I was asking my one cousin if she remembers where we got them, and the, and she was the one who said, well, Lenders had their 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 big factory in New Haven, and I grew up just outside New Haven in a little in a little town called Orange, where they also had a shop, um, where they had like a little you know like a little bagel shop, and um, and so they they were telling me about this, which I didn't remember or know about or anything, and so then I started looking it up and 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 seeing the history of you know. Of the lenders family and then and and just how what kind of I mean his bagels were totally industrial and not anything that I would want to emulate but just this this uh, this enterprising I don't know if it's something that even exists anymore but just this attitude of like you know the guy bought a bakery like this Italian bakery and he was using a breadstick machine like an extractor that made breadsticks to make the dough in a kind of log shape that he could then you know roll out into a bagel and uh, so he was using this equipment that wasn't, you know, really designed for it. And he was making bagels and then had all these orders that were like would accumulate on one day of the week. And it was hard for him to manage. So he figured out, you know, how to freeze them. And that was how they, they were the family that basically brought frozen bagels to the whole to rest ev- of the United, to to United States. Table, yeah. Yeah. But when he did it, like other people didn't know what it was. So he would go and tour around the United States and he would give out samples of bagels and uh, and just do all this stuff to like sell his you know his thing you know which I don't know there's something about that that just seems like very old timey for one super charming very super American old, super like American dream yes. that you go from being you know like a like a Jewish baker you know like a one man show you have your like little valise full of bagels yeah, that yeah, you bring yeah. door to door and then the next thing you know like a few decades later you're like the biggest you know you're the you're biggest industrialized you know, yeah exactly however many millions or billions. Yeah, no, it's an incredible story. I, I don't see us following in, in those footsteps. Here well, I think you guys are doing a pretty good job. I mean, it's it's I I, I love when you guys repost on social media every like the, the glee that everybody has for yeah, your bagels. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems all over Italy because now your bagels are all over Italy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ship them. We ship them all over, and we've had good success with that. Uh, they seem to get almost everywhere in a day. Uh, sometimes maximum two days. There's a handful of people that have had problems that are due to either like an incorrect address or whatever, you know, not being home or who knows what. But I would say, you know, well over 95% of the people get yeah. them in a day, which is, which I'd is great. I'd say the majority, SDA has been, yeah. you know, touch wood, has <laughs> been good to us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's been going really well. Well, one thing I, I want to I mention because I, I can't help but like loud your pickles. Like I know, I just briefly talked on it, and one of the things that I think is really great is that it wasn't, you know, 
it, it isn't simply bagels. It's the schmears, it's the bagels, it's the pickles. Like it, I feel like you you have encapsulated bagel culture <laughs> in your menu, which I know that there are other things, but like those are to me the fundamentals. And if you didn't have the pickles and the spicy stingers, yeah. Um, <laughs> copyright. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Because if, if you want the spicy pickles, that's what they're called. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was just, it was like, it was so happy when, when I saw, when it wasn't just Simply Bagels, I was like, oh my God, like you did it. You brought that moment back to me. Yeah. And it really made me happy. And so I think what else did you get, did you guys used to get at the, at the deli, at Jaime's? At Jaime's, like we'd get, well, we get pastrami on rye. Like okay. I'm like a big pastrami on rye person. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys being vegetarians, it's not that important but it still is like when i find a good pastrami sandwich it's like oh. so we we've already thought that eventually we'd like to have a bagel a bagel shop yeah uh, white fish is a thing that people yeah. are into i know but yeah that's not yeah <laughs> that's i don't not. i don't even know where we would start with something like that especially as a vegetarian and then also white fish just seems like yeah even when i wasn't vegetarian it's not like something i would eat can you hear anything with the bells ringing yeah we're gonna pick oh, it up okay. i guess i guess it's it's about six o'clock right must be yes yeah. um so we've thought it would be great to eventually have a bagel shop. And we sell them now at the Pizza Talio place. He sells them and he does sandwiches and stuff like that. His Pizza Talio place is called Mr. Crunch? Mr. Crunch, yeah. Okay. So so now he's always, every day he's got a certain number of bagels and then you can get it, like he'll open it, toast it, and fill it with whatever you want. Uh, and, and so it's kind of like build your own. And we've, we? thought, we've thought it would be great eventually to expand that. And, uh, and so we've already discussed, you know, would we have some? Would we have like smoked salmon? Would we have pastrami and things like that? Um, which Brisket. I think. Gravlocks. Brisket. Yeah, oh. I think I think I could get into making. I'm not. In, I'm not really into salmon, but I think I could get into figuring out how to make really good pastrami, and I'd like to make my own. And I know that there's a place. The place that we sell our bagels to in Trastevere, they have pastrami, but they they buy it. They don't make it, and uh, I, I definitely want to make it. Well, yeah. I, I, I. So I mean, I it's I'm the more vegetarian of the family, uh, Viambiola. More vegetarian, meaning she actually doesn't eat meat. Yeah. I'm vegetarian, <laughs> but I do eat meat. meat. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of vegetarian I am. But I don't. So we've had this discussion because I, I, don't, I don't really want to have meat, but we also, I also realize that that's part of, I guess, the bagel culture, you know, uh, especially with the, you know, with the sandwiches part of it. So we've talked about it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of s not sold on the idea. I, I guess I'm, I would be a bit more lenient. <laughs> She's less rigid than her usual. <laughs> if we iron fisted. Yes. Her, yes. Exactly. If it's done properly, if it's sourced well, if it's you know, and it's. It's not something we would go to the Conad and pick up, you know. Something. No, we would find a butcher yeah. to like yeah. get us exactly what we need. And we well, would I think it. I think what you're saying is it also ties back into the philosophies of the Beehive. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely. you guys are. You know, one one of the things that I, I should have mentioned from the very beginning is the Beehive is noted as being the eco-minded, very sustainable-focused place in Rome. In fact, I think you guys kind of started that. Yeah. I'm not going to say you started it, the whole concept in Italy. No, I mean, no, I, but I mean, like for, hostel, for you, for the hostels, that yeah, you guys yeah. were the, you know, yeah, yeah the breakaway for sure. For sure. For I can sure. I can say that without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and and it'd be, you know, I, so I, I think that's great that you would take that to the bagels and the potential bagel shop and to the Bubby and the Howard, because I did remember the names of those sandwiches that are coming out. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, because I'm waiting. The Howie, for them. the Howie, the Howie and Mitchell. The, the Howie Bubby. and Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. 
And I like, and there should be a bubby, right? Yeah. Yeah, there has to be a bubby. I mean, everybody. Everybody has a bubby. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely, I want to make um, sauerkraut for sure. I also make, because I Oh, make yeah, I sauerkraut. He makes sauerkraut, yeah. so he can do Oh, that. yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, now, now this is what I'm going to be thinking about tonight before I like go to bed. Like a good rye sandwich with sauerkraut. And, mm. uh, do you make rye bread, too? Uh, yeah, there's actually rye in the bread that I gave you. Oh. It's like a, it's sort of it's like a semi integrale and a little bit of rye, and you can just barely taste it. But it's not like a rye. I mean, rye. I think the rye bread that you're thinking of, like a, like an American jelly deli rye, is is not that much rye flour. It's maybe I don't know, not even quite half, because it's not dark, you know. But it's the caraway seeds. Would you get the seeds right. in it? Yeah, that's the flavor that I think most people identify with. Ah. That kind of Jewish rye bread is the mm. caraway. So I wanna, first I want to say thank you because, um, as I told you before, I was only, I, I'm like a sesame bagel person and I didn't believe, I literally didn't believe in an everything bagel. The same way I don't believe in white chocolate. And I don't, chocolate I don't believe in white chocolate. It's not even chocolate. <laughs> uh, it's not. And I didn't believe in the every, everything bagel until you told me I should try it. You sent me one and I deliberately, deliberately went out and got this French salty butter because I did it exactly the way you said. I yeah. toasted it, slathered it with my little French butter, salty, salty, and it was it was really good. And also, again, it's just aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it's yeah. a really pretty bagel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to thank you for that. Yeah, I like the colors. The onion though is is the best. The onion. That is a good bagel too. But, but I really best. it's a personal preference. I mean, it's my favorite. Well, it's his show. favorite. Well, but I, I really like the pumpernickel, and not very many people are into it. I've, like I've got to try your pumpernickel because I love pumpernickel. I didn't bagel. give you one. I'll have to no. give you one. Yeah, it's a little bit like it's got a, it's got a, it's got this quality. The first time Emmanuel had one, he was like, it's kind of like Too Faced. Like it's kind of like I feel like I just brushed my teeth. Mm. And when he said it, I was like, yeah, Interesting. it actually kind of is because it has that. You know when you go to an Indian restaurant and afterwards they give you like the little bowl of seeds you know yeah. like a little mix thing to like, ref to, like refresh your, yeah. your palate it's, it's a little bit like that but there's really something about, about that. it that i i don't know i really dig it <laughs> i don't know there's you know it's funny because in our in our house like again like so i don't I, cinnamon raisin bagels don't interest me me neither um, <laughs> <laughs> darius and amelia i shouldn't admit that but they <laughs> darius and amelia for sure yeah. for sure like they're like so into what do they eat them with? Do they put like jam on it or they what? will put anything on them again which because they'll do it, like I've a had, sandwich I've like a salty sandwich with, with, with cream cheese yeah dar does yeah. it with cream cheese onions yeah, and salmon really because yeah i mean what is always like He's like, he asked me too, like, what do people, do they eat these like a, like just as a sweet? So or there's like, you can eat it, so that you can do it, like, they do it as like snack, as fun. Yeah, they'll yeah, put yeah. honey on it, or no, not honey. They'll put jams on it, and then he Maybe does savor. Maybe jam would be good. Maybe I'd have to try I've that. I've seen people put jam like on it. Like butter and jam would be nice. I mean, I, I tried it. It was good. I'm just yeah. not that. But but I realized like in that, they were like, because I was like, let's let's get uh, let's get the, the pumpernickel. And they were like, no. <laughs> what? I was like, how, how could you, like... How is that possible? Like in the lineup, there has to be a pumpernickel. Yeah, yeah. But apparently in our family lineup, no. 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 But, but they, do they even know what it tastes like, or what it? They have I don't know. I don't know. It's I mean, maybe they very particular. I mean, I admit, it, I don't that. like it. It's it's <sighs> not my taste. I mean, I I love it. I mean, pumpernickel bagel, I would even do with with some mustard and some salami, or I do it with uh, yeah. pastrami. Yeah, yeah, I mean, great. there are many things you can do yeah, with a pumpernickel bagel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need any of that, but yeah. yeah it does, uh, it <laughs> You're so kind. You're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be nice to you, Erica. It sounds yeah. okay. <laughs> no, but the mustard and stuff. I like mustard, so. Yeah. Well, I want to I thank you guys. This has been such a great conversation, and I'm going to tell you, so, you know, this year has been crazy for everyone, and, you know, everybody's had their ups and downs, and we had two big ups this year, and I'm going to tell you them. So our 
huge up was like the, the like the moment that our family like you know we just I think every day was Groundhog's Day. It was just like doing the same thing. We were with each other all the time. We love being with each other, but there we just like we were just like this is is this all there is? You know? Yeah. Only two times did <laughs> we was cry. By what, March fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> did we cry <laughs> with glee? We shout out with glee was one the day the ba- the day the bagels came <laughs> and we were like smelling the bags and it was just like insane. And the only other day that has paralleled that day. And I don't know how into Star Wars you are, but season two of The Mandalorian fi- finale when... We've not seen The Mandalorian. Okay, well, and I'm we're with huge, Star Wars, huge Star Wars fans. Huge Star Wars fans. Oh my God, I, I can't even tell you. Okay, then I'm, I can't even tell you it because... I'm, but I'm just going to say it because everybody else knows what I'm talking about. Season two finale, last scene, was like the best thing that God gave me ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the bagels, like oh my god, like it was like. Now wow. I have to see the Mandalorian. Well, now you, you see it. You have but to stream it. But it's season two that we got season two okay. finale. That that last scene, the emotions that what came out of me were the exact same emotions that I had when your bagels oh first arrived. <laughs> now I have to see it. Yeah. So, so there's like childbirth. There's you know. I mean, I don't even remember that part, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the when the day the bagels came and the Mandalorian. I do. Well, I think childbirth is one of those, you know, where you're like. Uh, do I have a kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like she, she's the one who you're stuck forget. who you're stuck in the in the house with every day. Oh right, yeah. right. No, I'm with those bagels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's do this before before we end this. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find the beehive and where they can find beehive bagels? Okay, you do this. Uh, <laughs> I've talked way too way too much more than my share. <laughs> okay, so the beehive. Well, the thing is, the bagels are available only by advance order. So you know, I'm I'm a little bit loath to say where the beehive is exactly, <laughs> just because I don't want no, people no, no. to come knocking on the door. Website, website. Okay, so <laughs> there's the beehive. Uh, the Beehive Hostel is uh, on, on, you know, on what's the World Wide Web. What's the, what's the, what's the website? It's the-beehive.com. Mm-hmm. And then Beehive Bagels is beehivebagels.com. All attached. Yeah. Yep. So if anybody wants to send anybody bagels in Rome, or if you are anywhere in Italy, or if you are in Italy, be, beehivebagels.com. Yep. And we're on in, uh, all social media is beehivebagels.com or beehivebagels.com, beehivebagels. Oh, yeah. Get, um, take a look, Rome, take so a look at Beehive Bagels on Instagram because yeah. it brings me joy every day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafierpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafierpo. Ciao, Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao, Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great.